the hottest street boys. Like and subscribe. Oh shit! It's a mustache bash. Is this for whoever has the best mustache? This is ridiculous. I can't believe y'all are doing this right now. Ain't nothing better than an upper lip sweater. Obviously, Tate is the clear winner. It is a whole vibe. Ooh, man, that was a very intense mustache bash, and so I appreciate uh, appreciate you not hurting me, going easy on me. Absolutely. Uh, I, j I knew I wasn't going to win. Like, you're not supposed to enter a fight that you know you're going to lose, but I had to try because uh, your mustache is very much a part of your brand. Tamas Takaria, D. Tate, Dustin Tate. Um, how are you today? I'm doing well, Drew. Glad to be here, man. Dude, super excited to have you. We've been talking about this forever. Uh, Jamie's been saying forever, like, we got to get this guy on the show. And I'm like, well, yeah, because your tacos are killer. But tell me, how'd you get into making food? You know, because it's Thanksgiving week, uh, food's on the brain. How'd you get into it, though? So uh, my culinary background originally, uh, I started cooking just like in a regular restaurant when I was about 15. And uh, from that, I just fell in love with it. Uh, left pedal moved to my dad's in gulf shores uh after i graduated high school from there i moved to houston texas got in the culinary underbelly out there uh lived in uh kingwood for about two years came back to gulf shores and a food scene was kind of like starting to implement in that town with orange beach and you know there's a lot of concentrated wealth there so mm -hmm. It's a lot of bougie, rich, ritzy type of a uh, food scene going on, if you will. And I was just like, this is my chance to, you know, get in on the ground floor and try to learn from significant chefs. And that's where I met uh, Brody Olive and Jason Ramirez. And uh, we helped Lane Gilbert open a uh, Villaggio Grill. And all those people came from uh, Charleston, South Carolina, eventually to Birmingham, Alabama. And then they all trickled down to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jason and Brody are now the uh, chef chefs of Perdido Beach Resort and I think it's got like five restaurants in it but the the most significant restaurant inside of it is a uh, Voyager's uh, Steakhouse it's mm -hmm. kind of like a high-end like prime cuts like they have a venison mm -hmm. steak on the menu that's pretty good yeah. uh, their dry age technique if you were to like walk in the back it's like Y'all remember like those old like filing cabinet systems like back in the day with like the crank? Mm -hmm. So essentially it's like it's like that, but it's a refrigerator with salt blocks. And like you walk in there and they like open up this crank and like it looks like where the mountain from Game of Thrones would live or something. <laughs> and it's all this like hanging meat and shit. And uh you're just like, whoa, what's going on? And then at that time, you know, talking to those guys, I was like, man, like I, I just I didn't know what I was doing when I was doing it. You know, and the fact I <clears throat> made sue for them and eventually took over another concept that, sorry, that we started, uh, you know, I just stuck with it and I was very young. And uh, unfortunately, like during that time, uh, I had two friends that cooked with me and their names were, uh, or not two friends that cooked with me, but I had two buddies, one cooked with me and his name was Taylor Powell, very good friend of mine. And the other one was Mason Tashira. And, you know, Long story short, 
uh, I was about 25 and they both passed away and it took a, a pretty big toll on me mm. and I, I didn't know how to fathom it really. And I kind of went in and out and in and out and uh, just kind of came hard to be around. I kind of hardened myself and I worked all the time, you know, and I didn't want my career to go to shit. So essentially, I just, I was like, I got, I've, I've got to step away from this. I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't maintain the hours. I just, in a nutshell, I need to go have some Tate time, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I did, and I got away and I moved back here and, you know, I just got to know my mom. And next thing you know, uh, a buddy of mine was like, Hey, I know you're just trying to hang out, but Southbound's hiring and they just need like a daytime cook. You know, if you want to go check that out. So I walk in and I meet Nelson Haskins, and that's pretty much where Tamas started, man. I uh, I started started getting to know everybody in downtown. I fell in love with it. Uh, I fell in love with the people. I found out this guy was doing a podcast, and essentially I made this a goal at that time. I was like, I'm gonna get on that show. Like I'm gonna figure this out. And uh, really, yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. I woke up. I woke up today, and I I looked at Rachel, and I was like, you know, babe, I did it. And she was like, what? She's. I was like, I'm going on the Hardy Street Boys today, and she was like, you just do everything you say you're going to. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, one way or another, man. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, that that just led to you know Brian Saffel, Kyle Bowman, Alice. Allison Neville and several other people, including Kyle Bass. And one day Kyle just put out this post, you know, I'm gonna be building this commissary. If anybody like to get a food truck going and I, my heart just like exploded. I was like, you gotta go talk to him. You gotta go do this. And I sat down with uh, my buddy Kyle, Kyle Bowman. And he was like, dude, just go for it. Meet with him. So I meet with Kyle. He's like, dude, absolutely just start saying it out loud like somebody will find you or you'll find somebody long story short i spent four weeks developing a business plan meeting people and including the person who helped me write the business plan and get everything on the ground floor going that was caleb davis and within a four-week time span from the time i spoke about tamas till the end of that four weeks we were up and running and our first day was hub city or uh Hubfest. Yeah. Behind Keg and Barrel. Well, dude, you have such a great operation going. Um, the Berea is insane. My my thing is, like, how did you get into this type of cuisine? What speaks to you about um, uh, Mexican cuisine? You know, in the culinary scene back there, most most cooks are are Mexican, and you're spending you know twelve. 12 hours to 14 hours a day. And you know, you're serving the same thing over and over again. But when you have like downtime, dive in into everybody's different culture and background. Like, you know, this guy's from Mexico City, this guy's from Oaxaca, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's from Michigan. And I just started, man, just, just learning like broken kitchen English or Spanish around them. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first day actually in a professional kitchen was three chefs, all, all executive chefs from two were from Charleston, one was from Birmingham, and they brought their friend Juan with them. And Juan didn't speak any English, and he was who trained me. So imagine like you're walking in with all these egos, and <laughs> you're just trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And not only do you have to learn another language because of the language barrier, but you have to 
just keep going. And, you know, Juan, uh, <clears throat> Juan Mendez, he was a good friend of mine. I'm sure he's still there. I haven't talked to him in a long. I can't keep track with him. But he was a uh, DJ in Mexico City, 82 to 86. Mm. So he he saw some crazy. Yeah, that dude's got some stories. Cra oh, man, you could sit with him for just hours and just laugh and laugh and laugh. Mm -hmm. Honestly, just it was all random and kind of an accident. But just being around different folks in different kids so yeah man that's really cool that uh I, it's like this appreciation that you have for for another culture really oh, that absolutely. made you really want to want to get into it and and now it's time for jamie eats things but he can't no, no, it's we'll we'll get to it for sure can i just i just want to ask him a few more we'll yeah. do it for sure you got the mask yeah i got my mask but yeah, so you're trying to shift now towards breakfast and lunch, especially with the World Cup. Uh, all the because it's in Qatar, the games are on early. Um, so you're, I've I've eaten there for dinner tons of times, but that's kind of what your focus is now, right? Yeah, yeah. breakfast and lunch. Uh, we've been doing uh, like if you've ever been to Austin, Texas, we've been doing authentic breakfast tacos. I mean, you know, we haven't been serving migos or chilaquiles or anything like that, but mm -hmm. we'll get there. You know. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite breakfast? item that you can prepare my favorite breakfast item that i can prepare is the uh carnitas hash bowl okay it's pretty uh pretty killer everybody's been diving in on it mm -hmm. uh i'm not sure if jamie's had it but yeah i put it on the menu once it was like for the saints game and mm -hmm. everybody went wild and i was like we have to make this happen yeah and now it's time for jamie eats food <laughs> but he can't we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get to it i mean, i promise we'll get to it i'm not trying to be I'm, we'll get to it but i just want to hear what he has to say he's like this is actually really insightful so what's the toughest thing about owning your own business and going out on your own because you're a brave guy we had nelson haskin on last week i love that uh it seems like everything he touches turns to gold but you're the first like person we've had on where there's been a very obvious influence from him uh what have you learned from him and what do you uh think about most and what's it like to be a a small business owner in hattiesburg Man, six words that Nelson Haskins lives and dies by is this is the life I chose. And that, I mean, if you're taking on any type of business, uh, from what I've learned, you don't know what you're doing until you do it. Mm -hmm. And even if you've done it for 100 years, if it's yours and you're on your own and there's nobody else there, you've never been in that situation before. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you can't break down, you can't burn out. You just have to tell yourself, this is the life I chose. Mm -hmm. But man, Nelson, uh, gosh, we've, we've had so many philosophical talks in the back of Southbound and just like how people work and click and how certain people don't work and click and what makes your business better and what can hurt your business. But dude, man, I'm just telling you, downtown is a people person place and Nelson Haskins is a people person. And I mean, you know, like, of course it, it hurt, you know, telling him. I was going to leave, but I was very professional about it. And I, he was the first person I ever told mm. that, you know, Hey man, like I'm, I'm probably going to bail and go do my own thing, but you know, I'll never forget where I came from. Mm. And me and, uh, uh, Rachel and I, we went in Hattiesburgers the other night and we probably had like a two and a half hour talk with Nelson because that's just the type of man he is, you know, it's like, what, what you been up to, you know, How, how's your mama? How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? And mm -hmm. you just, you love that, that wholesome downtown hug 
Well, and the reason he's successful is because he wants everyone else to be successful. I found that we've gotten to talk to a lot of people around the community. Anybody who wants to clout for themselves, they might do well for a minute, but they never last. It's the people that are like, he legit wants to see everybody else do well. And I just think, yeah, he's got it, man. And which, and you got it too. We, you know, we talked uh, recently about uh, your attitude, man. You're just a nice guy. You're a good man who is nice to other people and just wants to do your work. Uh, you're not necessarily looking for this, like, uh, this shine, like, just let me do my work. And I mean, people see that, dude, people notice that when it's, uh, you know, when it's genuine. So you're, you're killing it. So I think now, because Jamie's going to kill me if we don't, uh, I think Jamie eats food, but he can't sit. No, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll definitely get to it. So after this, more detail of Temas Taqueria, and yeah, the game, Jamie eats food, but he can't see it. This episode is brought to you by Community Bank. Community Bank. Oh, oh wow, there's like authority in your voice today. Yeah, some reverb. Click the link in the description below to find out more about using the CB2Go app and getting a financial loan officer. Yeah, in get, person. get a loan. Get a loan, small business loan, small business person here, detail. Shout it from the mountaintop. I need a loan. Yeah. And from guess, Community Bank. And with Community Bank, you can get a loan, but you're never alone. You're never alone. It, it works better if you see it like written out. Sorry. You know. And they have an app for your phone. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. All right, so now it's time for Jamie's favorite segment. Jamie eats food, but he can't see it. Everyone say it with us. Jamie eats food, but can't see it. <laughs> Killer. All right, so uh, what is the first item we have up? Tate. So our first item up for grabs is going to be the two barbacoa breakfast tacos. All right. With uh, the cotilla cheese, scrambled eggs, onion, cilantro, and I've got hot sauce and our salsa verde. Love it. Just like, yeah, give it. He's ready. Yeah, that's a hefty taco. All right, ready. Are we are doing this? Here we mm -hmm. go. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, scale of one to ten. It's so good. It's a ten. <laughs> so what is this? So this is our uh, one of our breakfast tacos. It's uh, that I've been serving during the World Cup. Uh, so like it's eggs. our birria, beef, if you will, barbacoa, um, and it's. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> I need to clean that up. Big, big golden retriever energy over there. But uh, it's a it's a corn tortilla, scrambled eggs, uh, cotilla cheese, and cilantro and onions, and then we've got our salsa verde and our hot sauce on the side. Mm. Delicious, delicious! And once again, you got to go to the World Cup. Uh, you got to do it at the keg. Um, that's the place to watch out back by the big TV. That's where your uh, your truck is. And uh, yeah, breakfast, lunch. You can be the breakfast taco place. That's what we're trying to be, man. That's killer. All right, what do we have next? All right, so up next, we're probably going to have, yeah, the birria. It's our main hitter. It's your favorite. Love it. Be careful with that sauce, Jamie. These are some of my favorites, I know. I actually had these the other day at the game. Yeah, so what is that broth? It's like, I equate it to like almost like au jus. Yeah, yeah, essentially, like, that's what the birria taco is. It's like the French dip of tacos, you know, and the broth, the au jus. But uh, all that broth is is we take uh, a ton of uh, ancho and pasilla chiles, 
with garlic and onion and bay leaf and also some avocado leaf and <clears throat> we sear off chuck roast mm -hmm. paper thin and <clears throat> for about four five hours at 300 we braise it wow yeah and then after all that's done <clears throat> the braising liquid that's left in it is that broth so the stuff that you're cooking the meat in yes is what you're then dipping it in so that's why the flavor that's why the flavor is like pops like that absolutely because it's one of those like, it tastes good without the sauce but it's definitely enhanced it's just like this it's kind of it's like a a kung fu kick to the the face it's very very intense yeah so it's killer strain was the word i was looking for <laughs> yeah. it. got it got it all right what we have next what we have next is uh this has been blowing up all week since i started or since i started doing breakfast it's kind of girthy it's the uh carnitas hash bowl there's a fork right there jamie <laughs> be careful yes oh, please it's gonna careful. be intense you can maybe even cheat and look under the mask <laughs> never cheat that's why i respect you cheaters never prosper Mm. Mm. Take us through it, Jamie. What do you taste? Oh my god. The flavor of this meat is so tender and delicious. Mmm. I like this. So is what it, kind of is meat is this? So yeah, this is the Carnitas hash bowl and it's a white crispy white potato hash and then our Carnitas pork that we do. Uh <clears throat> it's cooked the same way as the uh birria meat, essentially. It's so braising is you cook for a really for a really long time at a really low temperature, mm. and we take pork butts and sear them off, and then we take. You said butts. <laughs> butts. Modelo Negra, uh, Mexican Coke, avocado leaf, onion and garlic, and uh, orange juice and lime juice, and we braise that for at three hundred for about five and a half six hours, because all the fat that's that's on a pork pork shoulder. Sorry. Uh, it just takes forever for it to render down. So it's like a giant blanket, mm. like if you will, around the meat. Mm. And that sits for about 24 hours, and then we break it all up. But but the hash bowls, uh, crispy white potato hash, that pork I just described, mm -hmm. avocado smash, uh, onion, cilantro, cotilla cheese, and then our salsa verde and hot sauce on the side. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's legit, man. What would you get that? Uh, Jamie, scale one to ten. 10 yeah. all day. Yeah. Well, well and that's perfect. I like the fact that it's like a, like a, almost like a Mexican poutine. Mm. Uh, it's like the, the, the fries or the hash, uh, with the meat and the cheese and the sauce. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, lots of protein, but also lots to fill you up. Uh, if you're having nice beers, especially that Mississippi mud flap IPA that's so pro brew for the world cup and at the keg and barrel. Um, yeah, man, killing it. But, uh, yeah, Tate, we're, uh, this is awesome, dude. Well, uh, how can people uh, stay in touch with what you're doing and, and follow you and make sure they know what's up? Uh, we're at Tamas Taqueria on Instagram. You can find us at Tamas Taqueria on Facebook. Uh, right now, my my number is is all over Google mm -hmm. <laughs> and everything. Unfortunately, it's my personal number, but like I said, we had four weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, give me a call. Hit us up on those platforms and we'll get back to you. When you do catering too, so you do yeah. events. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I've done a few caterings. Uh, we did a catering uh, out at Homegrown, you know, for that revival. Mm. I've got a catering coming up December 9th. Um, yeah, and you can also reach out to me at Dustin.tape56 Dustin at gmail. 
Mm -hmm. So all those links are in the description below. Click them. Uh, check it out, man. Your food's killer, and there's a there's a reason it's killer because uh, you're doing the work. Good guy. Love to see it, man. Love to see you winning. So uh, best of luck to you, man. And uh, we'll definitely see you for more of the World Cup games for sure. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Drew. I of appreciate course. it, man. Massive. Can you play us out? Sure. Mustache. It's a mustache. Burn. 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 Burn.